0: Hello and welcome to the 10th and Broad Church of Christ podcast. Today's message is brought to you by Shane Kennedy, the discipleship minister at the 10th and Broad Church. Let's tune in now to Shane's message. Well, at my in-law's house, Rachel's parents' house, they have a door frame in their house in between the kitchen and the laundry room where they will... Chart, they, they used it to chart their children's growth. They would mark their height, and now they do it with their grandchildren as well. Do any of y'all have a spot in your house where you did that? you have a door frame where you would mark their growth? And uh, theirs is fun because um, not only have they charted the growth of their children and now their grandchildren, but also if you're just like a friend or if you're just a neighbor, you get marked on the wall as well. Whenever I think I was maybe even just dating Rachel, they went ahead and marked me on the wall. And at that point, I think I had reached my full height. I was not going to grow anymore, but they went ahead. They'll, they'll mark your height and they'll put the date and put your name by it. Um, but that's a fun part of their growth chart wall. And my kids get really excited about it. It's, it's fun for them to see how much they've grown. And it may have only been a week since they last measured, but they'll get to Gigi and Pop's house and they say, I need, need to measure again. Measure me, Gigi. They're like, well, I don't know if you grew in a week. Well, last week we started a sermon series called How God Grows Your Faith. And faith growth, it's not as easily seen or measured as physical growth. I don't know if you can mark it on a wall. You don't hear people say, man, you really went through a faith spurt this summer. Or man, it seems like your faith shot up overnight. But just like my kids are really excited to see their physical growth, probably most of us want to see our faith grow, that we want to have a strong faith. We want to have a big faith. We want to have a bold faith that trusts in God, no matter the circumstances, and then follows his lead in life. That's the kind of faith that we want. And God wants that as well. And you can believe God is at work to help grow your faith. We can trust that he is doing that. And so we're going to continue to look at how does God grow our faith this morning. And we're going to specifically look at one way he grows our faith is through relationships. It's through people that he places in our life. Well, let's continue to worship. And he identified five factors or five, you can call them faith catalysts, of things that God uses in our lives to help our faith grow. And so as a review, here's the five. I'm I'm not going to explain each one, uh, but just as a review, here's five things that God uses to grow our faith. He uses providential relationships, personal ministry, practical teaching, private disciplines, and pivotal circumstances. So those five are going to shape our sermon series. We're going to look at a different one each week. And how God uses those in our lives. And then also talk about how we can join in with what God is doing. How we can cooperate with Him and and how He's trying to grow our faith. This morning, I'm specifically going to talk about providential relationships. About people that God places in our lives to help grow our faith. And I'm going to do something. I'm going to... Involves some audience participation right now And I know when I'm in the audience I don't always like this when the speaker does this But I'm not in the audience so I can do it anyways Um, I'm going to encourage you uh, To turn to a neighbor here in a second And to share within the answer to a question I don't think it'll be too hard uh, But I'm going to give you a minute to do that And I'll I'll give you permission You can talk during worship, it's okay Um, The question is Who is someone That God brought into your life At some time that resulted in you having a bigger or stronger faith? So who's someone that you see God put in your life, placed in your life, that resulted in you having a bigger or stronger faith? So I'll give you a moment. You can turn to someone near you. And I encourage you, try to share someone maybe that's not in your family. Think of someone outside. Obviously, family members can have a big impact on our faith. Share a relationship that was not a family member with someone. So turn to someone next to you. Go ahead and share. What was one of those relationships? Someone God put in your life that resulted in you having a bigger, stronger faith. I thought I flipped it. Give you a few more seconds. All right. Well, I assume, whether you shared or not, probably every one of you could think of someone in your life, can think of a person that God has placed in your life at one time or another that impacted your faith in a positive way. Um I'm convinced out of those five factors that we're going through that, that shape our faith, to me, I think this one shows up in pretty much every faith story. That if, if I were to invite any of y'all to come up here and share your faith story with us of how God has grown your faith and how he, he has helped you to come to know Christ and grow in Christ, I bet pretty much every single one of them is going to include people. It's going to include people that God put in your life, relationships that he put in your life, that have shaped, have formed your faith. I think this is one of the main ways that God works is that God uses people, he uses relationships to impact our faith in him. You never really hear someone share a faith story where they just their faith just grew in isolation. They just said, "Oh, really, there was not anyone involved. It was just me and God. And uh, yeah, just on my own, my, my faith grew. You don't really hear that story. That's not the way it works. God uses people. He uses relationships. To grow our faith. Another way we can say that is that transformation does not happen in isolation. Transformation does not happen in isolation. That we need people in our life that they help us to better trust God, to better see him, better know him, and to trust him in our life. Um, that's the way he designed us. He designed us to need people. And so he is actively doing that. He is putting people in your life to help you to grow As people share their faith stories, um, you often hear lines in the stories of, and then this couple moved next door to us, or then we met this family, or then my coworker invited me to be a part of a small group, or my friend in school invited me to come to youth group with him. People, as they share their faith stories, they share about relationships, they share about people that God used at critical faith junctures to positively impact their faith. Um, And in the moment, sometimes you may not realize that God was behind the relationship, that he was working. Sometimes they may feel accidental or even random. But often when you look back, you can see God's hand in the relationship. That's why it's called providential, that God provided the relationship in your life to help you to grow and to help your faith to grow. Now, obviously, God can place these people in your life, but you get to decide how you respond to that relationship. Uh, You have a role to play that God doesn't just force people into your life, but you get to decide how do you react to these relationships, these people that God's trying to place in your path. You can choose to invite the relationship and be open to it, or you can choose to push people away or ignore it in your life. Say, I don't need them. Yeah, you get to decide how open you are to those relationships in your life. And I think there's two ways that relationships can be providential. Two ways that God can use relationships to impact our faith. One is that we can hear from God through someone. Another one is that we can see God in someone. So you can hear from God through someone or see God in someone. Let me explain those a little more. So the idea that you could hear God through someone is that God often uses people to speak into our lives, to speak his truth and to speak his love into our lives. Sometimes it's through a conversation. Sometimes it's through many conversations, but he can speak through people to remind us of what is true about Jesus and to remind us about how he feels about us and his plan for us. Another way he uses providential relationships is, is we can see God in someone that we see their example. We see their faith in their lives and their faith encourages us, inspires us, challenges us uh, and helps our faith to grow. That we see God at work at them and how he's transformed them and shaped them into the image of Christ and that helps us to become like Christ ourselves. So seeing their example helps our faith to grow. You can probably think of those people in your life, right? You can think of those people that God has spoken through and tried to communicate his love and truth to you. And you can think of those people that you've seen as an example, that you've seen God in. And sometimes those may be the same people um, that God used in your life, that you both heard from God from them and saw God in them as well. Well, I feel very blessed that I feel like God has blessed me with several providential relationships in my life, that he has placed people in my life that has really helped me to grow in my faith. And obviously, I could, I could talk about the first providential relationship that I experienced, that God placed me in the family that he did, and I was born to the parents that I had, and they obviously have had a huge impact on my faith. But I want to share a couple providential relationships I've experienced that, that may be a little more unexpected than my parents or my family that have had a, a significant uh, impact on me. The first one I want to talk about is a guy that some of you know. Um, his name is Chris Roby if you need the connection, he's Jenny Aaron's brother. Um, But Chris, uh, God definitely used Chris in my life to help me to grow. Um, Their family spent several years here at this church. Chris and Jenny grew up in the youth group here. Um, Chris is a few years older than me. Um, But during my freshman year of college, I decided I was going to change my major and that I wanted to pursue becoming a youth minister. Well, Chris was already a youth minister. At that time, he was working at a church in Vernon, which happens to be a church that I later worked at. I didn't know that then. Um, and that year, he was actually transitioning. He moved from Vernon and moved to Granbury, Texas, to work for a church there. And I happened to be at home, and maybe, maybe it was at Christmas break, and I was at home visiting from college. I, I was going to college at Oklahoma Christian, and so I was here at Tin Broad on a Sunday morning, and Chris happened to be visiting his family that morning as well and was here with them. And, and I remember after service, he came up to me and he said, hey, I hear you're wanting to be a youth minister. Would you have any interest being my summer intern this next summer? I'm like, well, yeah, I definitely have interest in that. And from from there, I got to spend not just one summer, but he invited me back a couple more times. And I spent three summers getting to intern with Chris as his intern, working with him in youth ministry uh, at the church there in Granbury. And that had a significant impact on me. I feel like God used or spoke through Chris into my life. Um, I feel like during that time, I dealt with a lot of just questions and self-doubt of, is this the right direction for me? Like, could, could God use me this way? Could he use me to help shape the spiritual lives of teenagers? Am I good enough for this? Am I gifted for this? And he was one that believed in me and gave me encouragement and was patient with me as I made mistakes um, but he was someone who helped me discover and develop the gifts that God had given me. Um, but God used him to speak into my life, to help me see that God has a plan for me, that God can use me, that he has a purpose for me. Um, that was huge. Uh, so I'm so thankful God spoke through Chris to me to help grow my faith in that way. Another providential relationship that I think of, is uh, I have this, this friend that I made in college named Ryan Dugan. Um, he's one of my best friends in the whole world, but uh, he was someone that I didn't know him going to college. He was this uh, fun, goofy guy from San Diego, California, and uh, I met him during the first month of my freshman year, and my parents had come up to visit me then, and we were going to church up uh, in Edmond, and uh, we were sitting in the pew getting ready for worship to start, and all of a sudden... This guy who I'd recognized, I think I met him at like a welcome event before. And he came up and he said, hey, Shane, he remembered my name. He said, can I sit by you? And so he sat by me and my family. And then we've been friends ever since. Um, But I think God used Ryan in my life uh, just as a, a really consistent friend. And I think he helped reveal through Ryan just the consistent love that God has for me. But he was someone that no matter what I was going through, uh, he was just always there for me. That he was an intentional friend to me, even when I wasn't always intentional in being a friend to him. Um, In times when when maybe I was getting down on myself and sometimes I'd get tempted to just kind of become a hermit and just stay in my apartment and not go around people. Ryan was always one to come and to draw me out. And he was one that, that always said, hey Shane come to church with me on Sunday if I was ever tempted to skip. Or he would encourage me, hey, we got to go on the mission trip together for the college ministry. But he was just this consistent friend in my life um, that continued to pursue me and be a friend to me over and over again um, that helped me understand the love of God better. So I'm thankful that God placed Ryan in my life um, to help me better understand God's love and to help grow my faith. So there's just two examples. I know I could have any of you come up here and you could be able to share Uh, about providential relationships that God has placed in your life. But that's how God works. He uses people to shape us, to help us to grow. We see this in the Bible. You can find tons of providential relationships in the Bible. Um, There's lots of different examples I could bring up. Um, God often would intersect paths of people, sometimes in unexpected ways, uh, to help people grow in their trust of him. Um, We could look at a number of different examples, but one that that I really love is the relationship between Paul and Timothy. That one, to me, is a providential relationship. Uh, You see the beginning of their relationship in Acts chapter 16. Um, So we know Paul, he's the one who experienced this significant transformation in his life when he encountered the resurrected Jesus on the road to Damascus, and his life was never the same. And he became this, this missionary who traveled from city to city, telling people about Christ and planting churches. And uh, we see in Acts chapter 16, there was another key relationship in Paul's life. There was a guy named Barnabas, who I would say was a providential relationship for, for Paul. Uh, but they actually get in a disagreement in Acts chapter 16. They had taken a young guy named John Mark on a previous journey, and he left them in the middle of the journey. And so now they're having a disagreement of, okay, as we go on our next one, are we taking John Mark with us? And Paul says, no. He abandoned us. We don't need to take him on this journey. But Barnabas is saying, oh, we need to give him another chance. Well, the disagreement is is so significant that they end up going in two separate ways, that they do two different journeys rather than going together. Um, Paul goes his way and Barnabas goes his way. And I don't think the disagreement was from God, but I think God definitely worked using that disagreement for his purposes. Because one, you see all of a sudden this doubling of the efforts that rather than one missionary journey, there's now two, and there's two different locations or multiple locations that are reached with the good news of Jesus rather than just one. But I think another way is that God maybe used that is is all of a sudden Paul kind of had an opening in his life. He had been pouring into a young person, and that young person was no longer in his life, and and now he kind of had an opportunity to pour into someone else. And it was right after that disagreement, Paul goes to the city of Lystra, and he meets a young man named Timothy. And Timothy um, said he had a good reputation among those in the church. People spoke well of him. And, and Paul was impressed by Timothy. He said, hey, why don't you come along with me? Why don't you come with me on these journeys? Uh, and let me, let me teach you, kind of mentor you. Um, and they, they start this awesome relationship with one another. And so Timothy travels with him and learns what does it look like to help others know Christ and to grow the church. And Timothy, if he was up here today, he would say his life was forever changed because of that providential relationship that God placed in his life. That God used Paul to help Timothy's faith to grow. And he becomes this awesome leader in the church and helps others know Christ. And we get two beautiful letters in our New Testament that Paul writes to his good friend Timothy. And he, they have this kind of relationship. He calls him my son in the faith, uh, he sees him like a son. Um, and we can read, it's so cool, we can read the words that Paul writes to his really good friend, to his son in the faith. Here's one line from one of those letters, Second Timothy 2, 1 and 2. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. So in other words, Paul is telling Timothy remember our relationship, remember what I've passed on to you, remember what God spoke to you through me as he taught you about Jesus and what it means to follow him. And he says, go do that for others, pass that on to others. Just as as Paul spoke into Timothy's life, he's saying, that's that's God's plan for you, go be a providential relationship in someone else's life. Um, Let God speak through you to help others know the truth about Jesus as well. And So that's one example we see in the Bible of a providential relationship is this relationship between Paul and Timothy. Um, but I don't think this idea is groundbreaking for you guys. I, I think y'all can see this at work in your lives. You see how God uses people to help grow your faith. We see it in the Bible. Um, but just as relationships can help our faith grow, we also know the opposite is true. That sometimes we can experience relationships in our life that have a negative impact on our faith. Have you ever experienced that before? I could have you turn to someone and share it, but that wouldn't be as fun of a story to share, probably. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes relationships can hurt our faith or can push us farther from God. Just as the right relationships can grow your faith, the wrong kinds of relationships can erode your faith. And you could say that there really are no neutral relationships. Relationships may change at times, but they're, they're all moving you towards Jesus or away from, from Jesus, in a sense. And, and just to illustrate this point of how relationships can negatively affect us or negatively impact our faith, if I asked you to think of your biggest regrets right now, not a fun thing to think about, but if you thought about your biggest regrets, probably almost all of them, if not all of them, are somehow connected to a relationship. Maybe it's a, a date that you wish you never went on. Maybe it's a business partnership that you, never, that you wish you never made. Maybe it's a phone call that you wish you never would have answered or a text you never would have replied to. But yeah, often a relationship can end up becoming one of our biggest regrets because of the negative impact it had on us. Or if you think of some of the bad habits in your life that you're trying to break, often those bad habits were passed on to us through a relationship that we inherited it from someone. So yeah, the wrong kind of relationship can hurt your faith. Well, the Bible, it talks about the importance of our relationships and how it impacts our faith. Uh, we see this communicated in the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. This book written to pass on wisdom, mainly written by King Solomon, a man gifted with God's wisdom. Uh, and he writes passing on wisdom. And we're going to read one specifically about our relationships. Proverbs thirteen twenty. It says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. You've probably seen this at work, either in your life or other people's life. We're pretty much Solomon saying, your friends rub off on you. Who you surround yourself with is going to affect you. If, if you put a lot of people in your life who are trying to, to live wisely, it's going to help you live wisely as well. But if you surround yourself with a lot of fools, with a lot of knuckleheads... It's probably going to end up hurting you. It's going to end to some destruction. You're going to look foolish. We see this idea echoed in the New Testament as well. Paul writes to the church in Corinth, and he's passing on wisdom as well. In First 1 Corinthians 15.33, he reminds them of this truth. It says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Have you ever heard that one before? Maybe your parents told you that one. As a youth minister, I often taught lessons about the importance of friendships and who you surround yourself with and the impact that it could have on you. Some of you parents may be thinking, oh, what's that verse again? I want that on my kid's wall. I'm going to hang that up there. But the truth is, this isn't just for young people. This is for all of us. Like us adults need to hear this as well. Um, We need to pay attention to the relationships in our life. Are you building and fostering those kinds of relationships that are moving you towards Jesus Or are you allowing relationships that are eroding your faith in Jesus? Something we need to pay attention to as well. Another way you could express this truth communicated in these verses is, your friends determine the direction and quality of your life. Kind of a scary line in some ways, but your friends determine the direction and quality of your life. Again, not just for young people, it's for all of us. I've, I've heard some people say it this way, Show me your five closest friendships and I'll show you your future. Do you believe that? Show me your five closest friendships and I'll show you your future. Because often, who you spend your time with is, is going to shape the direction you're going. It's going to shape your future physically, emotionally, mentally, morally, financially, spiritually. Your relationships affect you. So we need those providential relationships in our life to help us to grow towards God. So our, our relationships matter. They can grow or erode our faith. They can move us towards Jesus or push us away from Jesus. So how can we experience these providential relationships in our life? How can we have these kind of relationships that help our faith to grow? How can we have, the, have these relationships form and flourish in our lives? Well, in one sense, you cannot manufacture a providential relationship because it's from God, right? Otherwise, it would not be providential that he is the one taking the main initiative, placing this person in our lives. But I do think we have a role to play. Um, Just like with all these faith factors, we're going to have a role to play. We get to decide how open are we going to be to these relationships in our life. That we get to decide, are we going to cooperate with what God is doing in our relationships, or are we going to ignore what God is doing or work against what God is doing? Because God is working, you can be confident of that. I believe right now in your life, He's probably orchestrating some relationships for your benefit to help grow your faith, or possibly He has a plan for you to be a providential relationship in someone else's life. Are you paying attention? Are you seeing what it is that God is trying to do in you and through you and around you? Are you willing to join Him in His work? Are you willing to make yourself available to God and available to the people he 's placing in your life? I think there are certain environments that we can place ourselves in that are more conducive to these kind of relationships forming that give God the opportunity to build these relationships in our life as as church leaders. We think about this a lot. We think about what kind of relationships can we help you be a part of that would help your faith to grow. Um, And so we think of relational environments, relational um, places that you can connect with others and form these kind of providential relationships that help your faith to grow. Um, We have two significant ones in our church. They're not the only two, but they're two that we talk about a lot. Um, Discipleship groups is one of those. Um, Maybe you've been a part of a discipleship group. Maybe you've heard Ken talk about them. Maybe you're curious about those. Uh, But discipleship groups, they're, they're small, really small groups of typically around three to five people, the same gender. And they're formed with a purpose of forming close relationships so they can help one another grow as disciples of Jesus, to help one another grow in following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and joining the mission of Jesus as well. If if you're interested in starting a discipleship group, come talk to me. I would love to talk to you about how you could do that. Uh, Or we often offer training throughout the year. Probably our next one will be sometime in the spring. We'll offer training if you want to lead a discipleship group. But that's one relational environment we try to encourage people to be a part of where you can form those kind of relationships that God can use to grow your faith. Another one is we've been talking about a lot lately is small groups because we're signing up for small groups this month. We're going to launch them in January. Yeah, that's the purpose of small groups. They're they're a little bit bigger groups. They're from about eight, maybe to 16. It's a little bit of a big group, but somewhere around there um, with the purpose of deepening relationships so that we could grow in our walk with God. Um, that's the point of them. Uh, but yeah, you can you can sign up today for a small group that we're starting in January. There's a QR code in the bulletin you can scan. There's forms over here to my left, to your right, uh, that you could fill out. Uh, but the point of these groups is, is so that we could build those kind of relationships in our life. We could allow God to place people in our life and give us providential relationships that help us to grow towards him. Um, maybe you've been a part of a group in the past, Maybe you've been a part of a small group, and and maybe you had a hope to experience these kind of relationships, and maybe you were disappointed in some ways. Maybe you're frustrated that it didn't work the way that you thought it would. You didn't form the relationships that you thought you would form. And maybe you said, ah, I don't know if I want to do small groups this time around. I've kind of given up on that because it just it didn't work that well last time. And it can be easy in those moments to, to kind of point fingers at why it didn't work. Of Well, the leader always did things this way. I didn't like that. Or uh, the people, they just... They didn't seem like they really cared about me or they weren't committed to me. And those things may be true. Um, But I want to challenge you. Like, obviously, we can't control other people and what they do. But I want to challenge you, um, as you think about signing up for a small group and being a part of a small group, to as much as you can control, to make yourself open and available for God to build these relationships in your life. Relationships take work, right? We all know that. And I think there's some intentional things we could do in our relationships that actually help us experience those deepened kind of relationships, help us experience those relationships that God can use to grow us and to grow the other person. So let me give you four keys of developing deeper relationships. So as as you join a group and you're saying, I want to experience these, this is things you can do to to allow God um, to form these relationships um, so four keys to deeper relationships. One is availability. You've got to be available to one another. And that's physically available, like just showing up. Like we know relationships take time to build. They don't just happen automatic. And so saying, I'm going to consistently show up. Uh, I'm going to consistently be there with one another. Um, and this is this is true for our small groups, but this is true in any relationship too, to, to make yourself available to the other person. So physically available, saying I'm going to show up, I'm going to be consistent. Um, but also... This one's a little challenging sometimes for some of us. Emotionally available or spiritually available. Um, to actually like be open and vulnerable with one another. That's a scary thing for some of us. Um, but to, to be willing to show your true self to others. That doesn't mean you have to share your deepest, darkest secret in your small group. But it does mean that you've got to be your authentic selves with the other people in your group. That you need to be willing to not just put up a front or a mask... Uh, but to to truly share your real thoughts and feelings, to let people really see your life, to let people really see your faith and your struggles. um, That is going to lead to deeper relationship. The second key is intentionality. Anything we do on purpose is going to be better. Um, When you're intentional in your relationships, it, it benefits your relationships. So purposely do the things that grow relationships. Spend time together, eat together, have fun together. Have purposeful conversations. Intentionally listen to other people. Um, Be purposeful in the way you care and love others. So when you're available, you're intentional. God can use that to form meaningful relationships. Third one is sacrificial love. Jesus calls his disciples, said, love one another as I have loved you. We we have no better example of what does it look like to build strong relationships than Jesus. We can learn from him. Um, There's something that happens when you're willing to say i'm going to put the needs of the other person above my own That i'm going to give of myself for the good of others That i'm going to sacrifice my time and my energy and my service um for the good of others when you When it's obvious like you care about the other person's faith when you care about the other person's life Man, god could do great things there. Um god can use that relationship for his purposes And finally commitment That matters in deeper relationships. So, if you're going to join a small group, be all in. Devote yourself to those people. Say, Man, I'm I'm committed to this. I'm, I want to be the kind of relationship that, that God's going to use in your life. Um, I'm going to be someone um, that purposefully um, gives of myself to these people. When you do these things, when you're intentional, you're going to experience providential relationships. God's not going to withhold those from you. But God is going to bless you with people in your life that's going to help your faith grow. And what's really cool, he'll use you to help others' faith grow as well. Um, that's something that you get to experience. Let me end with a time of prayer. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your active presence in our lives. We thank you as we recall these relationships that you've placed um, in our lives, Lord, these people that you've placed in our lives that have helped us to grow. We're thankful that you have been faithful in that, um, God, and we know that you're going to be faithful in completing your good work in us. Um, God, I pray that you help us to be available to what you are doing and attentive to what you are doing, and that we are willing to cooperate um, with your will in our relationships rather than to ignore it or to work against you. God, help us to pursue the kind of relationships that honor you. And we pray all of this in your son's name. Amen. Thank you.